Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. Hello, we are at episode 65 of the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast, and I have another guest today, which is also a dear friend of mine, Matt Devine. Uh, One of the benefits of being able to have a podcast is I get to bring on special friends of mine and get to have these awesome conversations that I would have with them personally, but you all get to kind of dive in and um, be a fly on the wall. And so let me tell you a little bit about Matt. Matt Devine is a self-taught sculptor working with steel, stainless steel, aluminum, and bronze. Born and raised in New England, Devine moved to California in 1995, where he learned to weld and fabricate metal while working alongside his father. The contrasts of nature and industry, light and shadow, chaos and order are themes found throughout Devine's body of work. Pared down organic shapes are formed out of sheet and solid materials and welded together in harmonious accord, often allowing the metal to appear light as paper. These contrasts, plus the relationships of pattern and boundaries, addresses Divine's desire to contain chaos and push out the discord of an information-saturated culture. Since becoming a full-time artist in 2004, Divine has developed his signature sculpture style while building his fine art career. Divine Sculpture is on display at highly regarded art galleries across North America, Asia, and Europe. His works can be found in a myriad of private, corporate, and public art collections on five continents. Divine currently works and resides with his wife and daughter on their farm near Portland, Oregon, and just absolutely adore Matt, his art, um, his family, everything about them is is so, so magical. And I invite you to enjoy this episode with Matt and I. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Hello, hello. I'm so excited. I have a dear friend of mine, Matt Devine, who is also a beautiful sculptor um, on today's episode. Welcome, Matt. I'm super excited to have you. Thanks. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. And this is your first podcast, so I first, feel yes, such an honor. Yes. Yeah, it's the first project. So this is good, good breaking <laughs> in with you, Rachel. 
right? It's going to be so good. I think um, people just learning more about you and where you're coming from and in your process and everything is going to be really, really cool. So let me go ahead and um, set our space. I'm just going to ring our bell to get us into the, the present moment. And just really connecting back into our bodies. And of course, I'm going to light a candle. So I always like to light a candle just to set the intention for today. And that, of course, is for connection, communication, creativity, um, and just, you know, re again, reconnecting, re reigniting some of that passion for the arts. And then I'm going to pull a card. So I'm pulling a crystal card. Sometimes I'll pull tarot cards. Sometimes I'll pull crystals. Today, what, what's, the, would... what's the difference? Oh, uh, that's a great question. So tarot is a bit more structured. So it's got 78 cards. There's 22 trump cards and 56 um, sort of minor cards. And they're mm -hmm. um, kind of tell the, the story of the, the journey, the hero's journey sort of situation. And corresponds to elements and things and like i said it's much more structured an oracle deck is really loose so it could be about anything it could be plants you know it could be words it could be crystals so it's kind of whatever the the artist wants to interpret and then there's no rule on how many cards there are for an oracle deck so uh, i'm pulling from radiant uh crystal and this is designed by uh in another interior designer so it's pretty neat Oh, okay. We've got Emerald. Oh, okay. The Emerald. So we've got expression, healing, and prosperity. Um, all good things. This is the affirmation here is uh, the courage to follow my dreams and manifest abundance. And I think that like really speaks to who you are. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. You pulled, pulled Emerald green because I typically don't do any green pieces. Like I've literally done, I think, two green pieces my entire sculpture career. And I just finished a green piece yesterday. So no. yeah. yeah, it's That's like, it, I, it just, it just got finished with the coating and everything. So. Oh my God. You're going to have to show it to us and your birthstone Peridot. You just had a birthday. Uh, I did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy yeah. birthday. And nice. to you and nice. Molly. Yeah. My daughter, we share a birthday. Did you guys do anything fun? What'd you guys do? She had a bunch of friends over and yeah, you know, it's all, about her. It's all, it's all about her at this point. So it's, <laughs> which is actually perfect because, um, I, really care for too much to yeah. celebrate my birthday so it's perfect it's, that's it's awesome great. it's all, all about her so. yeah so good so good so what are you nourishing yourself with do you have something that you drink in the morning that you yeah so i'm i'm a tea guy i drink um this i drink this great like kind of portland's called portland breakfast and it's from this uh, brand up here that is in um for people who don't know i'm just south of portland oregon and yeah. uh and so it's just a wonderful local tea company that I drink uh, in the morning. And then, so I usually drink that first thing, um, kind of sit, I look out, they have a kind of view of like this kind of Mount Hood and some you know, like orchard and kind of a cattle uh, um, pasture. So I look out there in the morning, drink my tea and then little till typically later on, like now I'll drink, like it's called this meadow tea by the same company and, uh, mm. and it's really nice, kind of soothing and kind of gets me into the calms calms my mind a little bit to try to get into the yeah. workspace so yeah for the day. what's in what's the name of the the tea shop or the company that that makes it uh, smith, you know? smith yeah smith tea company oh cool okay well we'll we'll definitely add them to the show notes so if anybody wants to try the tea i'm sure they would ship it i would think yeah well i'm sure yeah right? absolutely yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. 
That's beautiful. I've got um, a tea from Paru, who's local here in San Diego. Mm. And uh, Mickey actually designed her her shop. Um, oh, super cool. Yeah. So I love going in there. And then we do a lot of collaborations. So this is actually uh, a new moon in Virgo tea. So it's got some oh. peppermint All right. and some other, yeah, some really cool stuff. So I thought I would honor that Virgo season today um, with you and her tea. So good. So tell me, um, what's home for you at the moment? What, where are you at? Yeah. So for those who don't know, so I lived in San Diego for about 20 years and that's, you know, I've known Rachel for a long time. And, and then we moved, my wife and I bought a small farm just North of San Francisco. We were up there for about five years. And then we were trying to have uh, my studio on the property because uh, I was always kind of had my studio away from home and just wanted to be close, closer to home and our and our family and um, we tried to find a place in Northern California just couldn't quite find it and we ended up looking up in Oregon my wife is from here and um, on a beautiful 15 acre property up here um, with the studio on it and and it's really it's not it's about 45 minutes from Portland but it feels like you're Mm -hmm. like a world away and uh and yeah so this is so this is home and we have uh kind of a hobby farm i guess uh we have tons of animals so horses goats pig sheep chickens you know and then my wife morgan is a flower farmer as well so she uh, uses the land to grow and harvest flowers and does weddings and and stuff like that so that that's home so yeah that's amazing and so you still have the pig oh yeah dave the pig dave the pig (laughs) came from san dave the pig came from san diego he he came from a friend of ours uh, jen gurin um designer down in san diego and he i think she was expecting him to stay a little smaller than he got and uh he's full-on pig like he's huge so yeah it's great and so he came up from san diego and uh he hangs out and now lives with the sheep and the goats and has this little pig thing and and he's full on. (laughs) That's amazing. I love it. Oh my God. Um, so for, for those that don't know, um, you know, well, they'll know if they're going to know you work now, but can you tell us how you got involved with metal and art and like, what was this journey for you? Cause yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, um, wouldn't say accidental, but definitely not a traditional path. I didn't, um, pretty much I don't have any formal schooling um, besides you know high school so after high school I basically bounced around a little bit I I was I'm from originally from the Boston area New England and pretty much right out of high school I turned 18 and moved west spent a little time in Utah skiing exploring Utah the you know all the national parks there and then I ended up in San Diego my dad was there and so I was like I'll go to San Diego visit him and uh, ended up like in San Diego stuff around. He was working at the La Jolla Playhouse, uh, the theater company there and um, building sets. And so he got me a job as a basically a set carpenter. And I was like 19 years old, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. And um, they were like, oh, you know, so they taught me how to build sets with wood and did all that. And then they were like, oh, do you want to learn how to do metal? And I was like, yeah, of course. And yeah. so they, they, you know, I learned how to do the metal work there. Um, basic, basic metal work. And I was just like, wow, I just fell in love with it right away. And so for the next probably, you know, five or six years, I kind of bounced around to different fab shops and, um, learning the trade. And during that time I was doing, 
you know, furniture and, you know, kind of more architectural work, but I was, I, you know, I was kind of always interested in sculpture. Um, for some reason, it, it just always kind of, um, perked my interest. And I was working for this fab company and we did a couple projects with, uh, San Diego artist, Malcolm Leland. And for those who don't know Malcolm, Malcolm Leland, he did like the, he did the gates at, um, at uh, Balboa Park, at the sculpture park right there in Balboa Park. He mm -hmm. did the big bow wave, uh, down the, uh, the copper bow wave down by the civic theater in San Diego. And so he was kind of a, he ended up, he worked with like Richard Neutra back in the, back in the day. And so he was about 80 when we worked with him. Oh my gosh. And yeah. And so we did two projects with him, one for Jonathan Siegel and, um, one for Steven Eilenberg and, and that was like, he designed the sculptures and we fabbed them because he was, he couldn't fab them at that point, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so we, we built them and it was just like, oh my God, this was just like, boom. That was, that was the turning point for me. And I was like, just, just completely fell in love with all that. And, and so I just kind of started this, uh, path on okay, how can I do this? How can I figure this out and make, make this a career? And, and I didn't think I could make a living as an artist. I knew that the odds are pretty low for mm -hmm, actually mm -hmm. supporting yourself as an artist. And so I was, you know, in my later twenties and I was like, well, I'll start a fabrication shop and at least I'll have the, sh you know, the tools and, um, you know, the resources and yeah, places where I can actually do, do metal work because it's, 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 you know, it's a little different than you know, painting where you can have a yeah. small studio and canvas like metal work really you have to have a lot of machinery, a lot of tools and absolutely, um, quite a bit of space. And so I started this fab shop thinking, oh, okay, well, at least I'll have the space and, uh, you know, I can kind of go from there. And these clients that were coming in to, for me to do their architectural work, they started noticing my artwork in, in the studio and they were, oh, you know, my art would be hanging up on the walls and be like, oh, well, what's this? And yeah. So they started buying it for themselves and, and then for their clients. And then, you know, a few galleries took notice. I was nominated back in the day for, uh, San Diego art prize, like emerging artists of the year. And this was like oh, cool. early 2000s, early 2000s. And, and then I was in that show and then L street gallery picked me up for a show. Then L street gallery was like down by the ballpark. I think it's long yep. gone now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, think they're here. Yeah. And then. And then from there, um, Madison Gallery in La Jolla picked me up. And then once that happened, um, they started taking me to national fairs and that just mm -hmm. pretty much exploded at that point. And, um, it has started turning away fabrication work and basically <laughs> been a, a full-time sculptor now for about 16 or 17 years. Oh, so I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, I know. I know. It's pretty wild. You just, you know, you just kind of get this feeling all the time like okay is it just gonna stop is it just yeah. gonna run out and it just keeps going and um it seems like the more you create it's just the snowball just gets bigger and bigger and the network gets bigger and bigger and um but yeah there's always that i think every artist shares that sentiment like okay people are gonna yeah. stop buying my stuff yeah um you know is this gonna just end one day and right. is, this, is the phone gonna stop working so i think that's i think a lot of artists can assimilate with that yeah 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 for sure i mean yeah. it's just like what you're doing and your your turnout of all these products you you know it's just this overwhelming sense of abundance and it's like never it is it, it is never ending but I, I know we get to these points where it's yeah. like oh my god like at some point this faucet's gonna shut off and <laughs> everything's yeah. gonna dry yeah, up for real and, what am I going to do? Yeah. And, and all those things. Yeah. 
One of my um, favorite memories is when you um, had created the glass house and Morgan and I yep. had come in and we were just like, we had our feathers and our fabric like all over your table. And I think you probably wanted to kill us because it was like glitter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, we set up the, we set up this kind of, it was called the coop, but it was like kind of a play on co-op and, and Rachel and Morgan, my wife Morgan kind of ran it and it was like kind of this people would come in and you guys would have like, was it like wine and wine and create or something? I don't yeah, remember the yeah, name. Yeah. Oh, it was the bitch yeah, stitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The bitch stitch. And, um, yeah, you guys would just have wine and hang out and, you know, yeah. do creative crafts and stuff like that. So yeah, but, it was uh, fun. Yeah. 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 No, glass house was a glass house was a great space. We ran glass house for nine years. And, um, I think at one point at the end, we had about 30 artists in there and, wow. you know, I think we had like 20 something different art studios and everything from glass blowing to yeah. ceramics, to painting, photography. Uh, we had wonderful events there. We had the San Diego, um, uh, symphony play there multiple times. Oh my gosh. And, uh, yeah, it, it was great. And it was really unfortunate that, um, it had to get kind of shut down because yeah. of the fire code restrictions and you know after the um uh the ghost ship fire in oakland um that kind of nationwide they really cities really clamped down on yeah. all artists artist collectives all over the country yeah and unfortunately we got crosshairs so, i know yeah. i know i miss yeah. that space we don't have any i mean there's nothing like that anymore and we're just yeah. like those yeah brendan's brendan salt's doing a great job oh, okay. um yeah. you know brendan salt's doing a really a good job i think they have less artists than we had but yeah um, yeah it was just a really great working community and it had a, a wonderful energy in there and it was um really nice to just be kind of constantly surrounded by creatives it's actually the one thing that uh when i moved here it, to have the studio on the property it was um uh, a big adjustment for me yeah. it was the first time i wasn't wasn't around any creatives mm. um, all my studios prior to that i think i had like three or four studios prior always had uh, creatives around and so it was just always this kind of energy and so i moved up right. here and all of a sudden i'm like super isolated living on this farm you know surrounded by cows and stuff and it was like <laughs> whoa and then and then and then like you know covid hit and then it was like oh my god we just moved up here covid hit now i can't even go out and like meet new people and network and oh my so it's pretty um it was it was tough it was tough the first first two uh, you know first few years here it was like oh man this was i, I definitely question whether this mm. was the right move i started looking at offsite properties and um you know just kind of questioning that but yeah I've, I've, I've settled back into it now now that kind of the covid's on its tail end and it can get out more and you know i have two full-time studio assistants that are in here with me and and so there's you know the there's a lot more camaraderie now yeah. happening with my assistants that kind of not didn't replace the right the, you know all the artisans but there's definitely that, that that energy back here, which is, which is nice. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, um, is there anything that you're doing to kind of re, um, ignite that sort of energy or is it really just with your, um, your assistants or are you like, it's my assistants and then, and then traveling again. So I travel quite a bit. Um, you know, I'm usually somewhere, you know, traveling seven, eight, nine, ten, ten, ten times a year. Wow. And so with COVID all of a sudden I've been traveling for 16 months. And it was like, whoa, okay. Now I'm here in the studio by myself about traveling. Yeah. And you know, the traveling for me is going to the galleries, going to the shows, you know, going to museums, 
meeting other artists. And, and so I think just that for me, traveling again mm -hmm. and being able to go back. I was just in Houston last weekend for a show. And then a month ago, I was in Jackson, Wyoming. And then a month before that, I was in Boston for shows. And so it just, just kind of being, getting back on that again. Um, it is kind of, it, it makes me really get out there and then yeah. really appreciate kind of living a little bit more of an isolated mm -hmm. lifestyle. Yeah. Get in, get that fixed and then, okay, get back to my, you know, <laughs> kind of zen farm here, you know, so yeah. get in and get out. So, yeah. Total balance of all those worlds. So what's, um, what's the inspiration or how are you, what's, where's the inspiration coming from when you're making these pieces and how do you determine like what goes where and, and. Yeah, for me, it's a really, um, it's a, it's a super fluid process. Okay. It's, um, it's kind of happening. It's happening when it's happening. Um, I'm not typically an artist that, you know, I might get ideas laying in bed or something like that, but for me, the, the, the inspiration and the ideas are really happening in the studio while I'm working. And, um, it's so crucial for me to be here and to be part of that process and to, to work because for me, work creates work, creates inspiration. So everything is so tangible. I don't really do any much sketching um, okay. for me. It's really like making the making the minis kind of like these minis you see behind okay. me it's really uh -huh. making the small ones and and playing in the three dimension is the really is the inspiration and is what kind of leads to the next piece and you know what i'm currently working on always leads to the next piece i'll be working on something yeah. and get an idea while i'm working on that piece for the next piece and, and so on and so on and so on and so for me really the work is the inspiration it's like it's like the work creates the work and, Got and it. it's just this huge like effect that just keeps building and building and building and building so um, um you know i i do a fairly good job of compartmentalizing it um like when i'm in the studio it's all about work and creative but then when i when i'm done it's like okay, it's time for to rest and recharge and let that creative side of me rest and take a break and you know maybe i think i think we're you know i'm pulling inspiration from all around right from, from whatever to see traveling or nature, whatever it be. But I don't think it's like, I don't typically look at something like if I'm out and about, oh yes, that's gonna, Yeah. I'm inspired by that. Now I gotta go make a sculpture. I think I'm just, you know, I'm such a, such a visual person um, that I think I'm just kind of internalizing it all. And then when I get back to the studio, it all comes back. Yeah, okay. and a lot of your, your pieces, there's a lot of repetition. So how do you determine exactly. the shape or like what that first initial spark it like like yeah yeah so i kind of got got stuck on this kind of um repetition form years ago and it's it was more about you know i'm such a minimalist such a you know you know trying to keep everything simple but interesting so it was more like okay what can i do what can i do with one shape or one form and that's still interesting and relevant and and if i shift it up just a little bit and if i make a little change here it so it's just, it's really just been this super slow kind of process of like playing around really with, mm -hmm. with these different shapes, and different forms and, and trying to make, you know, something as simple as a straight line. Okay. If I repeat this three or 400 times, is that interesting? Yeah. You know, it, yeah. Or the, is the way I presented it. So, um, you know, there's, there's order there, but there's also a lot of chaos happening and I'm trying to walk that line between you know, kind of organized chaos and trying to have this control, but yet there's this organic element that's happening. 
Um, you know, and really at the end of the day, something that to me is visually beautiful. You know, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do with the work is, is try to, for me personally, I'm trying to get in this kind of meditative state and kind of let the outside world pause for a minute while I'm making this. And, and I hope the viewer, when they see the work, they might get into that state, into that space themselves and kind of get lost in the repetition and the, the organicness of and the, the fluidity of the pieces. Ugh, I love that. That's so cool. I love the fact yeah. of you like doing it and then creating this sort of this environment for someone else to kind of dive into that world and and be there with you. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, and it, it it's always tricky, you know, trying to do stuff that's really minimal, yeah. and, and you're always you're always kind of questioning like, is it enough, yeah. or you know, or is this or is this just a bunch of crap? You know? So there's <laughs> always that line, like. Is this is this boring? Is this yeah. is this relevant? And, and um, so it's it's always kind of walking walking out. Mm-hmm. And are you um, like when you're being uh, presented in a gallery? Are they? I mean, are you like creating whatever it is that you're just in the moment of creating, and then they kind of come in and and pull, or like how how does that process work as far as them like choosing yeah, which a, goes in? Yeah, it's a little yeah, it's a little bit of both um, sometimes. You know, they might see something I posted on Instagram or, or some previous work that they were really excited about, or, you know, I'll send new stuff that I'm currently working on. There's also, you know, size to consider. And because I work in, you know, small scale and then wall pieces and then large freestanding, there's that whole aspect of it as well. Like, okay, we'll do, you know, one or two freestandings. We'll do a couple pedestal pieces. We'll do six wall pieces. And then, and then they'll kind of, um, you know, it depends on the gallery. Some galleries, they're like, yeah, we do really well in blues or we do mm-hmm. good in whites. And so we'll kind of maybe tailor a show more towards that. Other galleries say, kind of do whatever you want. Then I'll right. pick other galleries so a little bit more hands-on. So each gallery, it's a different kind of process with each each gallery. And we found um, that, you know, definitely the different locations, um, you know, everywhere in that yeah. show it's a little bit different what people prefer and, and some people like more organic forms. some people like the brighter colors some people like the duller colors so mm-hmm. i mean it's all it's all relative and these are very subtle little right. things that are happening but um so that's kind of how a show gets show gets kind of tailored that's so cool yeah. and so are you just sending photos or are they actually visiting or, or both no um don't get too many studio visits from the galleries it's, it's all basically done through yeah. photos and emails well, every now and again we'll we'll get we'll have a studio visit, but it's yeah, it's, it's rare. You know, it, communication's so easy now. Yeah. It's it's with video and, and instant. It, everything is it's so easy. To, yeah. So, but it is always nice. It is always nice to finally see the show and see it up and see the work in person and see it all curated together um, in the gallery and because um, it, it just takes on such a different. Different feel than my industrial right, studio, right. and and then you know seeing it in these crisp, clean environments with other artwork. I typically, you know, very you know I might do a a solo show here and there, but most of the time I show with other artists. Okay, and if they get paired up with other painters, and so there's always that play that's happening with you know whoever show with and how relates what other arts. Yeah, that's so. And cool. it's it's great, it's great, really great, great to see it in that setting mm-hmm. um, and it's really important for me to see it in that setting i notice things that i completely don't notice 
in the studio. Got how it relates to the surroundings of lighting or, mm-hmm. or just, uh, you know, being in a big, clean space yeah. as opposed to being in, that get kind of stuck in your vacuum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure it's it's also really rewarding and interesting to see it when it finally goes to its its home, you know, after somebody purchases it. Do you get to oh. see like a lot of Oh, that's the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't you know, so it's funny, I actually don't end up seeing a lot of that. I wish I saw more. Um I'd say maybe forty or fifty percent of the time well. I'll see where it ends up going. Um, you know, they'll send me a picture, but a lot of times they don't. They'll just go, oh, we sold get up this piece. So, yeah. Okay, great. Then That's it. They, you know, a lot of clients are just kind of private. Yeah. But, you know, at the shows too, I'll get people that come up to me and they'll, oh, you know, I bought this piece from you and they'll go through their phone and show me oh, cool. the, the piece they bought in the location. And that's, honestly, that's the best part. That's like, that's super cool. Like that's, that's hands down. Yeah. Because they, they saw something you saw and then to see it in their space and their excitement. That's, hands down mm-hmm. absolutely i can imagine that just being so awesome love it so what are you um what's currently happening with you and your work and studio um we just got through a, a huge push i just installed actually a huge piece down in la jolla i didn't go for the installation but just installed that i just got back to houston uh, last weekend for a show down there and then so i'm gearing up or i have a show in dallas coming up okay in November, so I'm kind of just yeah, just starting to lay the groundwork for that yeah. show currently, and then I have a handful. Uh, typically, usually have anywhere from a dozen to twenty commissions usually oh going in one place. Yeah, and so so we're just kind of finishing up uh, the, you know, a couple of commissions at the moment, and more more on the books. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of <laughs> that's what's, awesome. what's what's happening. So, so, yeah, yeah. It's usually it's usually a lot of stuff happening in studio. Yeah, so. it sounds like it. Oh my god. Yeah, you are a factory. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> I'm producing. I'm producing a lot of work. So, but it's kind of the nature of it. I love to work quick, yeah. and I wouldn't want to work slower. Yeah, um, yeah. I found for me, you know, when I'm producing, when I'm making stuff and producing work, it has to happen quick. It has to because it's a really expression. I kind of feel like Got I'm it. almost painting with with my welder and. You know, there's, I'm trying to capture an energy Got in the piece. And it. so I, I want it to happen. And, um, you know, and so, you know, my studio assistants and my studio manager, they're just kind of helping facilitate that. Now, okay, yeah. now that the piece is done or then let's, let's get it to paint or let's get it photographed. Let's get it shipped to coordinating all that stuff. So, wow. so really their jobs are like prepping, prepping then, you know, once it's done, okay, let's, let's get this and get organized, get shit down. Mm-hmm. And so I can really focus on the creative aspect of it. And so I don't get tied down as much as I used to with all the logistics of it. Yeah. So it's a logistical nightmare. Sculpture is a logistical nightmare. So, um, especially large sculpture. So, um, so it's nice to I have a great team that uh, really facilitates yeah. sure all, you know, all the back. It sounds like happens. it. So when did you really solidify this team? Because I'm sure at one point when you maybe when you were first starting out, you're like running all these things and trying to balance all the. Oh yeah, yeah. And then my wife Morgan, she was running it for a while, yeah. and then we're like, okay, we gotta we gotta stop that. So I've had my studio manager. She's worked for me for four years. Um, I've been working with her on it. Um, she used to represent run a gallery I was I was part of, and that's how I know her. She's been with me four years, and then my. Um, kind of Jack Foreman, he's been with me a couple of years. And then my main welder, um, he just passed his year mark. Does a lot of my labor intensive welding, um, which 
that I don't necessarily need to do. Anymore, yeah. Which is, you know, but I still do a ton of the welding as far as, you know, putting the pieces together. I used to and more of the, the back-end welding, um, the kind of non-creative, non-creative welding, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So do you, like, knowing all of this now, do you, do you wish you started, like, with that team, like, years back? Or do you feel like this was just a natural way of going and... and no, I mean, no, I think, you know, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's really good where we're at right now. And it's taken a lot of work to get to mm-hmm. this point. And I don't think if I, if I would have started with this team, I would have learned as much about, you know, the pros and cons yeah. and what to do and what really what not to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you learn so much. It's just like trial by fire and there's not really like a blueprint or this book you can go by, okay, how to be a successful yeah. sculptor, you know, like, you know, sculpting for idiots, yeah. you can't go buy that book. And so it's really like. Okay, let's figure this out. And a lot of artists too, they they kind of keep their information closed. So right. it's really hard to get information from other artists. And so um, and so it's really been a trial by fire. And uh, and so we're finally at the point now where it's like, oh, okay, like, no, we, we got a pretty successful kind of machine mm-hmm. here that is, really works well. And, and it's a really balanced, you know, balanced thing. We don't work, like I don't work crazy hours. I don't work like, like, 60 hours a week. I'm not putting in crazy overtime. Like it's just very balanced. Like, okay, now that we're here, this is our creative time yeah. and this is our productive time. And then it's like, okay, now it's family time and vacation time. You know, it's like kind of created this very structured on purpose lifestyle. Um, yeah. more for myself than anything. So, cause, um, I couldn't really deal with the chaos of modern lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, kind of create this kind of harmonious kind of like zenny okay mix of this farm slash studio yeah. art world and, you know yeah so, so do you feel like very design on purpose but, do you feel like you designed that initially or um is that something <laughs> that you've learned over this time or how did that come to be well, yeah yeah a little bit of both okay. um my wife and i we visited uh this farm when early, early on when we were first dating and, and it was a friend of ours. He had this huge ranch in, uh, New Mexico. And we spent like, you know, like three or four days with him and he was kind of an artist and he kind of kept cattle and it was kind of like this really like pivotal point. Mm. It was like, wow. Okay. We've both, she grew up on a farm, you know? And so, and I was like, I really related to him and it was like, wow, okay, this, we kind of see this lifestyle happening for us though. We set that lifestyle in motion probably 13 or 14 years ago. Yeah. And we're finally, it took that long to bring it to fruition. And so it's, uh, but it's a very kind of pers- purposeful, okay, yeah, we need, we want to take these steps and do this. Yeah. I feel like you guys have always had that, um, you know, that vision and that in the background. So it was always something that you were able to stay on path to kind of align. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely like, you know, living in San Diego and trying to dream this lifestyle and kind of put money away to purchase that first small acreage. So, you know, it, was, it, was, it took a long, long time to mm-hmm. get basically to what you're right now. So, um, but it's working. No, it's amazing. So it's no, it's, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyone that's looking at it from the outsider or whatever might be like, oh, you know, he's yeah. got everything set up. And of course, he's successful because of yeah. this and that. But it, you know, they don't see all those years that you guys were just like, you know, putting in the time and the work and. Oh yeah. Just grinding huh. and, you know, and you know, I don't come from money. Morgan doesn't come from money. And so this was really just us like putting our ass on the yeah. line and taking these risks. And, um, 
constantly kind of rolling the dice and going, but, you know, calculating right, risks right. and saying, okay, uh, you know, even the move up here was a huge risk. It was like, really? Okay, we're going to leave our, we had a great setup in the Bay Area. And it was like, really, we're going to do this? And, and that was huge. I mean, moving my studio was insanity. It was like, it took four fully loaded semi-tractor oh trailers gosh. just to move my studio. I mean, that alone was just this crazy undertaking. Wow. And then to move all our animals and then just move to an area and not know anybody and go, okay, you know, and now I got to find metal suppliers, yeah. powder coaters and workers and, and just going, yes, we're going to hope that this works out in the goal that right. this is what this vision that we're trying to achieve. So, um, yeah, so it definitely hasn't been in, like an easy, easy, <laughs> easy road for sure. But it's been, it's been exciting. It's, it's been, it's definitely one thing after the right? other. And it's, it's been a lot of work, um, you know, and it continues to be a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. living a lifestyle like this, they're, they're, you know, the animals, you know, just so people, you know, we have 50 animals. Oh on this property and it's, yeah. I mean, it's, they don't care what day it yeah. is. <laughs> they don't care what the weather's doing. They don't care what you feel like. And so it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. you got to take care of them and, and you know, you got to tend to the land and, and do this. And, and it's, for me, it's actually been great because it uh, keeps me kind of grounded. Yeah. I feel like it, it keeps kind of like connected. Like I've, 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 you know, got back from shows and, you know, you're kind of all dressed yeah, up for your yeah. show and it's like, oh no, we're having a problem with one of these animals. Oh, put your farm clothes on. We got to go do this <laughs> right now. And it's like 10 o'clock at night. You're out there with a flashlight trying to pull a splinter out of the pig's eye or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Who knows what it is, you know? So it's, uh, it's just kind of part of the gig, but, um, it's, it's cool. It's, yeah. it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different lifestyle, but it's, it's, it's very rewarding. Yeah. So, a lot of work, but very Yeah, yeah, rewarding. yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and as Molly partaking in the farm and I'm sure she's got her responsibilities. She is. She loves it. Yeah. She has, she has chickens and you know, she does the eggs and she, you know, she's really actually taken quite a bit to Morgan's flower farm and she loves <laughs> um, all the flowers and she's making little bouquets. She's gotten into the metal thing, but she's, she loves the wood shop okay. making little wood things for her cats. And, you know, but it's great. It's really, it's really nice to have her around mm -hmm. and she used to be really scared when she was younger in the studio right. and of all the sparks and noise now she's standing right next to me and welding she's just like ah, yeah <laughs> super awesome i love it um i wanted to go back to your installation yeah. Yeah. um in la jolla that you just did was that a a private installation or is it yeah. public or what's the yeah no it was a private um it was a private installation in la jolla and uh it was a 15 foot tall kind of stainless um this kind of arced kind mm -hmm. of stainless wave. I had done one for a show in La Jolla years ago, a small one. And then I did a larger one for a residential, um, kind of community in was it Santa Ana, California. Okay. And then she saw this and then commissioned me, commissioned me to do a private one for her house. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's really cool cause it kind of overlooks the ocean. And so it's kind of cool to see it there and see it overlooking the, the ocean yeah. at the same time. So, Super yeah. rad. So when someone comes to you with a commission, like how mm -hmm. much influence do they have over the design versus like what you're? Um, it's more just that like for me, it's, for them, it's kind of like a general, like maybe they saw something okay. that I did before. In this case, it was a this kind of stainless wave. And and so it was just kind of, okay, now do we, we'll design, I'll design that to kind of fit into their space and uh, something that will work with them. And so there's a lot of Photoshopping, tons of measurements. Got it. Um, you know, renderings, I'll do make little minis, 
middle little mini models and then render those into you know the photographic their site and see how that fits in there and make adjustments um and so yeah so there's that there's also the client that comes and just says i have the space what do you mm. see um and so then i'll just present a bunch of different ideas that will work in, yeah. that, in, in, in their space um, but i don't get the client that comes to come to me and says oh i want to make this or yeah. you know make this and like no that's that's really not my yeah. work so anyone who's commissioned me at this point it's it's they've seen my work they know my work it's 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 based on my my yeah story. whereas back in the day it was like oh can you make me a deal rhinoceros and i'm like no nah, not really <laughs> not you know? really into that well but maybe 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 if it pays well you know because you gotta pay the bills yeah. when you're younger but yeah no no that those days are long gone that's awesome but, yeah. <laughs> and so what happens yeah. with these minis is this part of your a collection that you you're keeping or does it go to the client i do yeah so i have a collection of minis and they're kind of like my little you know kind of like yeah. these guys back here this this one um this yellow one is actually the mini for um uh there was two i made two for the oceanside museum right oh yeah actually, up yeah, in yeah, oceanside. yeah uh yeah and so this this piece is sitting out in front of the Oceanside Museum. I think it's nine or 10 feet tall. And I made a few uh, studio studies. One of them we actually sold to one of their collectors. Um, and then this one I kept kept for mm. myself. Um, but I do have, yeah, I do have a collection of minis. I try to keep them if possible. They're kind of like my little, little babies, yeah. my little trophies. But, you know, um, sometimes the clients want them and they like to have them. And, you know, you're not going to turn down a, a project yeah. just to over spite of that. So I do have to give yeah. them up on occasion. Yeah. If, uh, but I do, I do try to keep them. And then some, some of them I sell. I sell ones that maybe didn't get produced, or if I make a couple different variations on one, um, maybe I'll sell. You know, I'll sell some of them sometimes. Got or it. if I'm just messing around, a lot of times, I'll just have extra studies that I made and just to work out an idea yeah. that I'll, I'll sell those. But typically I do try to keep the ones that I've made on the larger scale. I, I do try to keep those. Yeah, that's super, super cool. Um, so how does somebody, like, are you uh, represented by somebody or how does someone get in touch with you to purchase or to do a commission? Like what's the- Yeah, there's secret? a couple of different ways. Yeah, so I have about 15 different galleries I work with uh, all over the world and you can either get through them. Um, the easiest way, honestly, is to just on my website um, or you know, through Instagram, uh, Matt Divine Art. MattDivineArt.com is my website and then Matt Divine Art on Instagram. And then if you either contact me through there or contact me through Instagram, either one, I can direct you to a gallery in your location pretty much. And then if it, and it kind of goes from there. So, you know, um, we can kind of figure it out. From yeah. there. Those are the yeah. easiest, easiest ways. Amazing. We love it. So are you coming back to San Diego anytime soon? I'd like to. <laughs> I was back there about a year ago uh, for the for the Oceanside Museum to come down and visit that piece, but I haven't, um, don't have any plans yeah. at the moment, um, but I'd like to, I, you know, I have so many friends down there and it's just, it's, it's such a pivotal mm -hmm. part of my mm -hmm. life and, and my art career. And it's just, you know, San Diego is such a fond, I have so many fond memories of San Diego. And, and so I do try to get down there once a year if possible yeah. um so i don't currently have anything at the moment but that's not to say we're that gonna put it out there. <laughs> come there yeah exactly exactly so you know i wouldn't you know it'd be nice to come down and go to a show maybe at brent yeah. salter queen yeah, gallery yeah. or something and um yeah. just to is it just to see see everyone exactly at that. Be, be exactly really. like old times for sure yeah totally totally 
You yeah. Know? I know you you hinted at it a little bit, um, you know, working on the farm and connecting with the land. But um, yeah. do you have any other practices mm-hmm. that you're currently enjoying that you um, can share with us as far as like being yeah. grounded? And- yeah. So I, I'm, a, I'm an avid musician. Um, I played in a few bands in San Diego, um, but I'm, yeah, basically guitar, guitar is definitely my super, super love. I'm kind of a guitar geek. I collect guitars. And, um, so that's definitely occupies a lot of my extra time. I'm currently learning how to play the piano. Um, so my, my mom knows how to play my grandmother. And and so we bought a piano for the house to have when my mom comes and visits. And, and so my wife and, and daughter and myself are taking piano lessons at, at the moment. And so that's really been kind of that's fun to, to you see how that relates to guitar and music. But yeah, I'm a huge, huge music fan and um, always kind of envisioned myself as playing and, you know, touring yeah. the world, but I, I can't, I'm not, I'm such a home, I'm such a homebody. <laughs> I can't live that lifestyle. So this, this lifestyle seems to be much better and I can just be a closet musician yeah. and geek out on my own with my guitars <laughs> and, and be nerdy. It's amazing. I love it. So good. Oh, Matt, it was great catching up with yeah. you. Thank yeah. you for taking the time. I know that you've got so much going on. Yeah. No, it was wonderful. Wonderful to see you. You know, it was, um, I'll just yeah. tell a quick little story. So we, when I was first start, when I was first starting out, Rachel did some work for, for, for me and you were helped kind of helping me kind of promote. This is way back <laughs> early 2000s. And we did this show in New York City, this trade show in New York City, and we didn't know what we were doing. And Rachel came out and we shipped everything and we were like at Pier 94 and this big, huge, it was actually part of the Architectural Digest trade yeah. show. And we had this little booth there and, and we didn't know what the hell we were doing and we were broke as hell. And, and we all crammed into this <laughs> little hotel room, this teeny hotel. And we were all like, we all like shared a bed, like <laughs> laying like crossways totally. on the bed together. and then. You, you ended up like missing your flight because you didn't know, like, I don't know, like, you didn't know how to get to the airport or, or what ended up happening or missed yeah. the train. But it was just kind of like, uh, we didn't sell anything. And, um, but it was a, um, it was a good experience. And oh uh, it was a good, good, good time <laughs> about way back. Oh in, my God. Uh, I totally forgot. I mean, I knew it was there, but you mentioning them, like, oh, yeah, that's right. We did do all that. It was like so yeah. crazy. <laughs> we did. We're, like, that, that hotel room was, was so like, small. We were like, Okay, I guess it was like the bed. And we're like, okay, I guess we're all just sleeping lengthwise here. And then it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty yeah. funny. And then just, and then just standing at the booth all day long and like not selling anything. It was like four days yes. long. It was, you know, but it was, you know, it was funny. I did get a few clients from that and they still order, Shut they still up. order stuff for me every now and again. Like it's, it's super rare, but like we'll get an occasional, oh, hey, this is own zone. But like, oh my God, yes, from the architectural yeah. digest fair. And, uh, you know. Yeah, no, we so, we did yeah, work it. I, was, I mean, we were on that floor just like. Oh yeah, 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 totally, totally, totally. But we didn't know where we like. I didn't even know how to build a proper crate. Like, luckily, all the work got there okay. But then we got back. The crate was all crafted. Oh it was yeah, I mean, yeah. And this so again, trial by yeah. fire. And that was one of the early, early, yeah, early days. That was so. it was fun though. And then we also did like another couple of little shows in San Diego of like. <laughs> we did yeah totally yeah. Uh, but yeah, always yeah. a good time oh my god yeah. so funny yeah no it was, it was good yeah uh, so. well tell morgan i said hello i miss her dearly i love hanging out with her and us crafting and making stuff together is always super fun yeah no definitely say hi to you know, say hi I to will. the family I will. awesome thank you all right thanks rachel we'll talk to you soon
You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry, Blake Ferris for all of her special help with the podcast, our social media posts, newsletter, and lastly, Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.